one of the biggest travel myths is like clearing your cookies in your browser to find cheaper flights. The truth is that flight deals can happen at any time. Tuesday at 2 a.m., sure, there could be cheap flights, but really they can pop up at any moment, at any time. Black Friday isn't the best day to book cheap flights. It's just really being proactive about where you're going to go well ahead of time, be monitoring flight pricing, set up Google Flights price alerts, and when you see prices drop, that's when you book. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Jared Komorowski, the CEO and founder of Thrifty Traveler. Jared is not like your average travel entrepreneur. After graduating from college with a mountain of debt, he and his wife wanted to travel, but had to do it on the cheap. Over the years, he and his wife devised a simple strategy to travel to amazing places without emptying their bank account. And that's what Thrifty Traveler is all about. As a certified public accountant by trade, Jared's prior job required him to travel over a hundred nights a year, which quickly acquainted him with many airline and hotel rewards programs. That led him to create Thrifty Traveler in 2015 as a way to pass on all his tips and tricks. Just two years later, he made Thrifty Traveler his full-time job, and it's only grown since then. Jared's goal is to show you how to find the cheapest flights and minimize travel costs using points and miles. And above all, show you that travel does not have to be expensive. Thrifty Traveler has quickly become the leading source for flight deals, cheap travel tips, and maximizing travel rewards. Listen in for some great takeaways on how you can travel more without breaking the bank. Traveling is something my family and I enjoy greatly, and I hope yours does too. Well, hello, everybody. Larry Sprung, and I'm back with another Midland Money Mindset, and I have the pleasure of being with Jared Komrowski, the CEO and founder of Thrifty Traveler. And I got to say, who doesn't like to travel? I mean, come on. So uh, welcome to the show, Jared. Thanks for having me, Larry. Excited to talk cheap travel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I need to know. I need to know because we've been definitely traveling a lot recently. I have one son who's living in Minnesota now and one in Pennsylvania, in Philly. So we've been hopping around quite a bit, a lot of flights on the docket. But before we jump into that, I want our listeners to understand who you are, what you're about. Can you Tell us about your path to founding Thrifty Traveler. I mean, how did you get here and why did you start it? Yeah. So, you know, I came out of college with a mountain of student debt and my wife wanted to travel and I had to figure out a way to do it. As a CPA working in banking, I kind of had the financial knowledge and then I was traveling over a hundred nights a year. So I kind of had this like foundation to figure out points and miles programs, you know, how to fly on the cheap, how to stay in hotels, get points and miles, etc. And then I kind of cracked it with like collecting points and miles from credit card travel rewards. 
And then friends and family were like, how are you doing this? So I started thriftytraveler.com back in 2015. And we talk a little bit about points and miles and credit card travel rewards, but we're more about flight deals than probably anything else. And we now, yeah, we're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I, I imagine your son's not too far from here. No, he's in uh, Faribault, 45 oh, minutes yeah, south of south you, of right? Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we have 10 employees that are based out of Minneapolis. And yeah, just kind of something I never expected. But yeah, here we are. It's pretty exciting to help people travel the world for less. You and uh, many of our guests, accidental entrepreneurs, I I guess you didn't want to just travel on the CPA firm's dime and uh, just enjoy that for the rest of your career, I guess. (laughs) Not always the destinations that I would have chosen. Yeah. So I think in this environment and overall, we see a lot of people who are in corporate America, corporate jobs, et cetera, and they're transitioning to do other things, whether it be through like a side hustle or actually becoming or satisfying their entrepreneurial spirit. So this is the Midland money mindset. So what do you think, or for you, what was the mindset needed to transition from corporate job, corporate America, corporate role to being an entrepreneur? Yeah. I remember just sitting at the office and I actually liked my job in banking. I I love, I mean, similar to your background, uh, it's very exciting. But the thing that excited me more was travel. So every time that I'd plan a trip with my wife and do it on the cheap, that was like the most exciting part. And I'd be sitting at the office and I'd be dreaming about planning another trip. And I was like, wait a second, why don't I figure out a way to turn this into a business, this passion? So then I, yeah, that's essentially... I didn't know how to do really anything like start a website, create an actual company, never done that before. Um, but I just had to kind of figure it out on my own. And I think it was just kind of just, you had to, I had to teach myself everything. And if I didn't know how to do something, I had to find an expert to help me out. And I think it was just that drive to do something new and exciting, really, that kind of pulled me out of the corporate world because I didn't hate my job. I just loved doing what I'm doing now that much more. Yeah, I think you hit on a good point, which we've talked about on the show before. I don't know if you're a follower or a fan of Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, but he uh, released a book recently about who, not how, which is when you're an entrepreneur, we get all wrapped up in how do I do things? How do I create a website? How do I do this? How do I do that? And really, if you could figure out who could do that for you, you could really amplify and speed up that process quite significantly. Yes, that's probably one of the mistakes that I made is I tried to do everything myself, saying that I should save money to do it or that I should figure it out on my own. And if I would have learned sooner to find those experts and bring them in and do it for me and save me the time, effort, stress, etc., made my life a lot easier. There you go. So obviously it sounds like travel and then the thrill of being able to do it cheaply is really what got you interested in the world of points and miles, really. So how do you go about teaching other people? Where do you think the love came from? Was it really just the travel piece or was it the saving money piece that really excited you about in this endeavor? Yeah, well, when it first started, it was the idea, it was like twofold. Obviously, the cheap travel was amazing, seeing places, broadening my perspective on the world. But then the other part was the game of getting these credit card points and miles opening up. Like in the last 10 years, I've opened up over 100 credit cards, and I'm not recommending anyone out there do that. But like just the game of figuring out how to get, you know, these credit cards, these sign up bonuses and all the nuances to it 
was exciting for me. And I will say, I mean, it did help having a financial background to be able to manage safely those things. Because as you're well aware, Larry, I mean, credit card debt is a huge problem in the United States. And I mean, that's the pitfall. Right. And the thing that you need to avoid. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. If you use them in moderation, you use things in the right way and you do it in an educated fashion, then that's okay. If you're utilizing for the points, the perks and things like that, and you're still managing it, that's great. But if you're using it as a tool to go out there and buy things that you don't need, you wouldn't ordinarily buy and then pay mid-teens percentage interest on it makes no sense. And with your CPA background financially, I think you would say that's crazy as well. Yeah. Some of them can be like 25%. It's horrible. So, you know, what we always recommend, you know, I'm talking hundred credit cards, which is absurd, but people are thinking about getting into this, just getting one travel rewards credit card, try it out, get the sign up bonus, help pay down maybe a, tr- a future trip. And that's kind of where this all starts. And right. it's a safe way to do it, just like you said, in, in moderation. Yeah. So we're a big fan. And, uh, you know, my family's used the American Express Platinum card. We get a lot of benefits from it. And I talk about them frequently from everything from utilizing the Centurion Lounge to booking on our partner airline where they give us 35% of our miles back or our points <laughs> back when we use points. So we're a big fan. And it's a matter of fine. You know, people always say, well, is that the right one for me? And it really depends. You know, I think it depends on what you're going to use it for and what your end goal is. Is it hotels or is it airfare? I know you're predominantly an airfare, but you want to find the right card that's going to fit for you, right? Absolutely. So listen, we're all about cheap travel tips, right? Everybody loves traveling if we could do it more cheaply. So let's talk about that. What is your number one cheap travel tip? So the first thing you can do, and this is super simple, you know, when you first start looking for a flight and, you know, you hop on, maybe you're used to using maybe Priceline, Kayak, Skyscanner, whatever tool you're using, just dump it and use Google Flights. Google Flights is the best tool to find cheap flights. You know, at Thrifty Traveler, we have a a flight deal subscription service. It's our bread and butter. It's the reason why we have 10 employees. And we find flight deals and send them directly to people's inboxes. And the tool we use to vet those flights to make sure they exist and to help our subscribers book them is Google Flights. So Google Flights is the answer. That's the one cheap travel tip. And if you want me to talk more about it, I'm happy to. And I promise I'm not sponsored by Google. <laughs> Let's hold that for one second, because I would like to know more than that. But one thing that comes to mind when I hear somebody say, cheap travel or cheaper travel. I think a no frills travel, no frills flights. You know, we don't have to name airlines, so to speak, but we know who they are. There are some out there. Does cheap travel have to mean those no frills airlines and things of that, or does it not? Yeah. Oh, I I should have said something right away. I don't recommend necessarily flying like Frontier or Spirit or budget airlines. I think that's uh, when you're talking about no frills, I think that's what you mean, right, Larry? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, friends don't let friends fly spirit. That's what we say. Okay. But I mean, you can fly spirit and it can be a good experience. But you know, if you can uh, fly Delta or American or United or some of their great international partners, that's what we recommend for sure. And yes, the answer is you can find deals on those airlines as well. And that's really the only airlines that we really find deals on. So Uh, cheap doesn't necessarily mean cheap. It doesn't have to be painful. Cheap doesn't have to be painful, we'll say. 
So let's talk about the Google flights, right? Because you said that that's the number one cheap travel tip that you recommend. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, you know, just go, you can literally go into Google, type in Google flights. It'll bring up, even if you're on a mobile device or if you're on a desktop computer, it's a little bit better on desktop, a few more features. And the best thing is if you live, so I'm in Minneapolis, let's say I just want to go to Europe in the next six months. You can type in MSP for our airport code, and then you type in Europe, and it'll bring up the whole map of Europe, and it'll show you the cheapest fares in the next six months. That's if you're really flexible. Of course, you can do specific dates, and if you do specific dates, you can quickly go through the 11-month booking calendar, and it'll identify the cheapest dates in green. So there's really no other service that can that quickly find you the cheapest dates. Instead, you're going, you know, normal, you know, you're like, oh, does this date work? You're like, oh, it's super expensive after it takes 30 seconds to load. Or Google flights within seconds, you can go through almost a full calendar year and find cheap flights. And that's why we love it. Wow. So you don't have to go from airline to airline, checking it out or going to one of the consolidators and seeing there that that's really the spot to go. The beauty in it is the simplicity. And one thing I'll add is you don't book through a third party. You book directly through the airline. So directly through American or or Delta or whoever, which makes it so much easier, especially in these complicated travel times. You know, if you got to pick up the phone, all you got to deal with is the airline. Right. Yeah. Picking up the phone, you know, to wait several hours is crazy. (laughs) But that seems like what's the normal these days when it comes to travel. It is definitely the norm and it's getting better albeit very slowly. Yeah. So one of the things I remember hearing, and I I don't know how long ago this is, or it even still people talking about this, but I've heard from time to time that there's a better day of the week, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or something of that nature, to go look and book flights because there are better deals out there on those specific days. Is there any truth to that? No, and that's a great question. And that's one of the travel myths. Uh, One of the biggest travel myths is like clearing your cookies in your browser to find cheaper flights. And that doesn't help you find cheaper flights. And the truth is that flight deals can happen at any time. Tuesday at 2 a.m., sure, there could be cheap flights, but really they can pop up at any moment, at any time. Black Friday isn't the best day to book cheap flights. It's just really being proactive about where you're going to go well ahead of time, be monitoring flight pricing, set up Google Flights price alerts. And when you see prices drop, that's when you book. So there's really no rhyme or reason when that all happens. You just have to proactively be checking it on a regular basis to see if the flights have changed or dropped in cost. Yeah, you really want to avoid booking within 30 days of departure. So, you know, let's say that you need to fly in two weeks be prepared to more than likely pay a lot more than you expected. But if you're booking six months in advance, you know, that's a great opportunity to monitor flight prices for, you know, a few weeks, you know, see what prices do, check dates, maybe a day, depart a day early or a day late, or, you know, the cheapest days to actually fly, the days to have your butt in that seat, you know, is Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. But the cheapest day to, you know, when you book it, there really is so many variables. But yeah, flexibility is going to be kind of a overarching theme that we'll touch on time and time again. If you can be flexible, if you can be have an open mind of where you actually want to go and just be looking for cheap flights, you know, that's also going to help you save. 
So you almost have to have the flight to anywhere mentality. I'm going to go wherever I can get on the uh, the best bang for my buck kind of thing. And that puts you in a, a really good spot, I guess. Domestically here in the US, I understand where people have a very specific thought in mind, but especially having an open mind, like if you're going to Europe, maybe say, you know, next summer you want to go somewhere in Europe and you have an open mind, you're like, I'll go into I'll go to Rome, London or Barcelona, whatever the cheapest. That's really the flexibility that we're talking about. Yeah. And you have to know what you're doing to some degree also, I think, because a couple of years ago, we went to South Africa and our ultimate destination was Cape Town. And a buddy of mine who I went to college with lives in Johannesburg and he comes over to the States quite often. And I said to him, what's the best way for me to get over there? He goes, well, listen, he goes, if you book direct to Cape Town, he goes, it's going to be significantly more money. You're better off booking from New York direct to Johannesburg and then taking a short, it's like a one-hour flight from Johannesburg to Cape Town. And we couldn't believe it. It saved us somewhere in the neighborhood of like six, seven, eight hundred dollars a ticket to do it that route rather than direct to Cape Town. That was a huge money-saving opportunity. And we ended up in the same spot, really not much more of a time commitment at all. It was a matter of just landing and then getting right on another flight because those flights really run very frequently from Johannesburg to Cape Town. Does Google Flights help you locate those types of opportunities to save that kind of money on not going direct versus that extra leg in those cases? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Like you're talking about nonstops, nonstops can for sure be more expensive. You know, if you were trying to hop on that Newark to Cape Town flight, one of the longest flights in the world, that one can be exorbitantly expensive. Some of those ultra long haul flights like you just described. And having a connection, yeah, absolutely can save you quite a bit. Wow. And yeah, Google Flights will definitely be factoring that in. You'll see the nonstop flight pop up. It'll probably be farther down in the search results because it's so so expensive. Nice. And then you mentioned Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, if you could be more flexible. Is that because there's less business travel than those, uh, during those days and there are less people on the plane? Or is there some other reason behind that? It's really simple economics of supply and demand. Like you said, yeah, there's more demand for business travel. I say business travel historically, right. COVID. Right. I mean, it's coming back for sure, but it's still, you know, a shadow of what it used to be. But yes, it is. It's all about yeah, business travels on those Sunday, Mondays and, and Fridays, as, as you're well aware, and many listeners out there as well. Right. And now you said clearing cookies, which is something that I heard about and going in a incognito mode so they don't know where you are or if you've Googled this before. What you just said is that does not necessarily work. So if I go on my mobile device through one login on Google and I go through my desktop on another login, let's say, I'm going to end up getting the same flights, assuming I do it simultaneously in the same moment. Now, I could go an hour later and they're going to look quite different because that just may mean that the airline made some changes. Am I understanding that correct? That is exactly correct. There's just the insane variability of airline flight pricing. So people you know, will do that. They'll go an hour or six hours in between searching and they'll be like, oh no, you know, they're onto me you know, that I'm searching and they've jacked up the price or you know, whatever. So then people in their minds, they're like, oh my God, you know, I need to clear my cookies. You know, this is the answer. And the truth is, if you're using Google Flights, you will see prices change quite a bit. But for thrifty traveler, you know, we find flight deals and we notify people about them, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers. If every single time we searched a route, it changed price, we could never help people find deals. Right. That's probably the simplest way to explain it. So 
Use Google Flights. You'll never have to worry about cookies. Yeah, it's great. Literally, last night, my wife was booking a flight. I don't even remember where. And she had an issue with the booking. And she called American Express Platinum to have a conversation with them. And they were closed. The area we needed to speak to was closed. So she asked for a manager. And I'm like, just hang up. Call tomorrow. And she's like, listen, if I call tomorrow, the flight's going to be more expensive because <laughs> as we're getting closer, they're going up. And they have been. And she was happy. She finally got somebody on the phone and they were able to get what she needed done. And we got the flight at the price that they showed her. But in recent times, every time she logs in, it seems like the next day the flights are going up, not in the other direction recently. Within 30 days, that's what we always say, you know, based on what we see, that's when the price really starts getting ratcheted up before departure. So. Work out as far as you can. And I know that's tough sometimes. It's an interesting business model they have, the airlines, I tell you. They're getting dang good at it, that's for sure. Yeah. I know that our listeners are going to be interested. Is there one method, whether it's credit card or loyalty partnership, that will yield you the best results for either travel, conversion, hotel, things of that nature? Is Is there one preeminent one out there? You know, and as we touched on a little bit earlier, it depends on what you purchase and kind of your travel patterns. But I will say some of the great programs, obviously you already mentioned, you know, Amex's membership rewards program with the Amex Platinum, Amex Gold Card. Another very popular one is the the Chase family of Sapphire cards, like the Sapphire Preferred or Reserve, great beginner cards. And then, you know, City's got their own cards. And probably one of the ones that's really, really easy and works well is the Capital One Venture card, where essentially you get points and you, once you you know book an Airbnb or a train or whatever, you can just use their purchase eraser to use your venture miles to wipe that right off of your statement, which nothing gets easier than that. So these kind of three programs or four programs, I guess I just mentioned, are what we call you know kind of like flexible currencies where you can use it for a lot of different things instead of only earning Hyatt points from a Chase Hyatt card where you're stuck doing one thing or a city. American Airlines card where you can only fly American. If you're flexible with these currencies and you can use them for different things, whether it's booking a flight or transferring to a hotel program, that's really, I think, one of the best things that's been invented in the last decade. I agree. You know, you got to find the right fit. So I have a question for you about points and whatnot. Are you one of these folks that keeps like this spreadsheet of where you're going to get the best options, like from your points and how to use them properly? Or are you one of those folks? Yeah, I'm a bit of a psycho. Okay. All right. All right. I love some of the message boards on the social media about how people keep these very intense spreadsheets. I'm not that complicated. I just use it on what I need to use it on and hope for the best, I guess, to some degree. I'm probably losing some benefit, but... But it's layers of the onion. Like you're getting a lot of benefits, it sounds like, you know, from your Amex Platinum card or your business Platinum card. And that works for you. If you want to be, get a little bit more, but spend a lot more time, you know, that's when you peel back another layer of the onion. You might be able to get incremental savings, but it's not maybe worth your time. So It might, it might be an add-on you might want to add to Thrifty Traveler. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But 
So tell us a little bit about, I guess, I know you have Thrifty Traveler Premium. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and how that differentiates from just the regular, normal Thrifty Traveler, if you will. Yeah. So Thrifty Traveler Premium is definitely our bread and butter product, the one that I'm most excited about. I mean, it's just an email subscription service for flight deals. And we find flight deals from 175 US and Canadian departure cities. So whether New York is your airport or Lubbock, Texas, or Fargo, North Dakota, you know, tiny, tiny airports. We find flight deals, actually a lot, even from Mm -hmm. small towns, you'd be surprised. And we send those notifications directly to your email inbox for domestic and international flight deals. And we charge $49 a year for that. So not a whole lot of money. And you're typically going to get quite a few, probably a handful of flight deals a week, even if you choose, you know, a small airport. Wow. So, and it's just specifically geared towards the airline and the airline alone. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to really depend on what the airlines are putting on sale. Like these are sales that the airlines don't advertise. So it might be St. Thomas yesterday, and it might be Barcelona today, and it might be South Africa in two weeks. We really have no idea what's going to pop up. We have a bunch of automated and some manual tools to find these flight deals. Um, And then once we do, we send out alerts directly to our customers' inboxes. And it's really as simple as that. That's a great tool. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, going back, we were booking some travel. This might have been a different flight, but we have to go to South Bend, Indiana. One of my boys is playing at Notre Dame, so we're going to go out and see him. And we considered flying into Chicago and then driving or flying directly into South Bend. And the interesting thing was the car rental from Chicago versus the car rental in South Bend was 400 bucks more (laughs) over the stay. And the flight was only like an extra 250. So we're like, why am I going to drive two hours from Chicago to South Bend when I could save more money just on the car rental? It was almost enough of a savings to make it worthwhile. But I guess we look at those things and other people should, I guess. That's another avenue that you kind of look at the total cost of getting there and actually getting to where you want to be as well. Yeah, that is like a very important thing that a lot of people breeze right over. They're like, what'll get me there the fastest? I mean, they just don't weigh these different options of obviously time is important, but you know, if you can save significant amount of money on a rental car, regardless of what you're doing, I mean, those are the things you got to at least check out and kind of don't just book it as one giant packet, piece everything out and price it out. And it's not fun, but it saves a lot of money. And going back to what you said, if you're flexible, you have a lot more options, right? Flexibility Absolutely. is key with travel. So one of the things we've touched on a couple of times in our conversation is the pandemic, right? And obviously travel flights, you know, virtually came to a standstill. How has the pandemic impacted your business and how have you as an entrepreneur dealt with those challenges? Yeah, great question. Well, travel business, well, we had our biggest year ever last year, somehow in 2020 and 2021 is even bigger. So we mastered the pivot. You know, as soon as we saw in March that things were closing down, we really stepped up for our current customers that had bookings, explaining what the you know travel requirements were, how to get vouchers easily from different airlines, and just really just being there for them. And I think that was huge. Another thing that we did is we added uh, through our Thrifty Traveler Premium Service domestic flight deals. Before we were just international only. Oh, um, so okay. summer of 2020, we added domestic and people absolutely love that. So not only now have we kind of expanded what our service offerings, but people are happier with it. So, you know, that was really a win-win as well. And then I'll tell you what, 
we threw stuff just against the wall and just saw what stuck. We did a lot of things that absolutely didn't work, but we did a lot of things that worked really, really well. We did promotions during travel came back booming in March of 2021, once seniors and boomers started getting vaccines in their arms. And right. until about August 1st, before the Delta variant reared its ugly head, things boomed. And we did a bunch of promotions that we kind of in hindsight, it looks very well timed, but it was completely random. But you know, we were able to blow up our business. We grew ninety percent from March through August of this year, which is crazy. So you know, when they talk about pent up travel demand, yeah, there was a lot of pent up travel demand, and things have really been pretty quiet since August first. But you know, that's just kind of the wild ride we've been on, and we're just always trying to think of how can we change what we're doing or improve or go back to how can we work on things while it's a little bit quiet to right. give some benefits long-term. Amazing. So uh, my assumption is you were focused on the international travel because there's a lot more margin or a lot more discount there that you could kind of search for and find than the domestic, right? Yeah, you get this. I mean, I can help somebody save $1,000 on a flight to Cape Town, but I can only probably help you save 250 to $300 on a domestic flight, maybe, right. which is still significant, but it's just not the same margin, like you said. So when would you see, I guess, if people are going to travel for the holidays and whatnot, that should start looking to start booking pretty soon if there's going to be an uptick, right? Because right now we're in uh, October of 2021. Would that have already, that demand already entered the system or is that uh, going to come in the next several weeks? Yeah, you know, it's going to really depend. And again, being <laughs> as proactive as you can, I mean, the best time to start booking December holiday travel would have been in June. Right. There might be deals from certain cities on certain routes. Again, these airlines all have these revenue management departments, you know, where United will be like, oh, we're really weak on these routes. Let's put them on sale domestically, where maybe Delta is booming and they've done really well where things won't be on sale. It's yeah. really tough. It really We've also is. seen consolidation of some routes where they're consolidating flights, updates, where I was on one plane, now we're on a different plane because they basically took two routes and consolidated them into one even. Yeah, there's fewer options. And yeah. there is these just like strange supply and demand nuances kind of that you're alluding to there that seriously do impact price. Now, being a CPA, I have to imagine helped you with the business, helped you run, grow the business, and also is something that you're akin to with regard to finding deals and looking for those opportunities for savings. How has that training really helped you in those areas? Yeah. So, you know, I had the confidence to know how to start a business. You know, I worked in banking. I used to review loans, like personal loans, business loans from $10,000 to $100 million. I knew what kind of was required to start a business. But there's so many other things, you know, from creating a website, managing people that I for sure did not have experience in. But it gave me the confidence financially to understand what was needed and required to start a business, how to, you know, read financials, how to speak to a banker, etc. Important skills that I think gave me, yeah, again, the confidence to want to start a business. Does that help you each and every day? Like you feel if you weren't didn't have that CPA background that you would struggle that much more greatly than you are as an accidental kind of entrepreneur? Or is it something you feel you would have been able to handle regardless of the CPA license designation? If finance wasn't my strength, I'd probably be stronger in other areas. 
and maybe I'd have a CFO that I brought on to kind of fill that void. So I'm always going to have some problem. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, most of them are pretty crazy, <laughs> but we all have our weaknesses. But I, I will tell you, cash flow, finance, if you don't understand that, that is such a core important part of the business. I'm glad that that is my strength and, and some of the other weak parts that aren't as fundamental, I would say, to the business. So it sounds like it's been a huge help to has, you and yes. what you've been able to do up until this point. So tell us, Jared, what is the next big thing for you and the Thrifty Traveler team? You know, for Thrifty Traveler, I'll be honest with you, for the last 18 months, we've just been refining our processes, making sure that our product is absolutely the best that it could possibly be. And so we're just waiting for travel to come back, Delta variant to die down and kind of travel to explode again. And, you know, we do expect to see that in 2022. And we're just we're just ready for it getting our marketing right. Yeah, that's kind of where we are. We're just like the sprinter that's in the blocks and we're ready to go. Do you have any additional products or services that you kind of have in mind about adding to the offering? Yeah, so we are really hyper niche right now with our service. We actually did have a service before called Thrifty Traveler University. It was all about teaching people how to do X, Y, and Z related to cheap travel. And it actually didn't work very well. This is one of the lessons we learned in the last couple of years is, you know, we thought we had a service that people would like, and it was a failure essentially. And it was a lesson learned. So we learned to focus on what we do best and make that as good as possible. So, you know, sorry, long winded explanation, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're focusing on what works right now. Well, it sounds like you failed forward, which it's not a failure. It's a opportunity to learn and you moved on from it and probably are much better for it as a person and as a company because of it. It's those people who don't learn from it and continue to bang their head against the wall that it becomes really troublesome, right? Yep. You got to learn from those mistakes. Try to keep it positive. They're expensive, painful financial decisions. But yeah, like you said, failing forward. I mean, that's the best way to look at it. Amazing. Amazing. So listen, Jared, it's been a pleasure having you on. We end every show by asking each one of our guests the same question, which is, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? This is the Midland Money Mindset, so we have to ask. Yeah, yeah. So I go to the gym at 5 a.m. I have a garage gym that I built during COVID. That has helped me set myself up for success. That like jumpstarts my entire day, and it's the best way to do my job the best that I can. So did you get into the Peloton craze or no? No, I lift okay. heavy things and I put them down. I don't okay. hop on a bike just yet. All right. See, I do the opposite. I don't lift many things, but I'm on the Peloton riding tens of miles a day for sure. It's whatever works, right? But it's doing some kind of aerobic activity that I think really, really helps keep me at least my mind right. And 5 a.m. That's got to be uh, quite the wake up call, too. It's quiet 5 a.m. So yeah. that's well, you why get I like a it. couple hours to yourself, relax, work out, and you get a great jump on the day. I get it. I get it for sure. So, well, thank you for sharing. And now, Jared, if people want to find you or find Thrifty Traveler, we'll have all of your information in the show notes. But what's the best way for them to find you, connect to you, and get some great travel and airline deals? Yeah, just go to thriftytraveler.com. You'll probably have a pop-up to sign up for a free email newsletter. That's going to be your best bet for getting you know all of the information on how to travel in a cheap. Also, when you go to thriftytraveler.com, right in the menu bar, there's a beginner's guide. 
that's kind of help you just slowly bite off little pieces of everything that is cheap travel. And that's the best place to start. Great. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to get some cheap travel because Delta variant or not, I'm going to travel. I got to get out and about because (laughs) I enjoy it too much. I like that uh, mindset. A hundred percent. So it's been a pleasure having you on the show and we look forward to continuing the conversation and seeing what Thrifty Traveler has in its future and make it a great day. Thanks for having me, Larry. I want to thank Jared Komorowski for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. Jared took his career as a CPA and the vast business travel he needed to do in that field to create an entrepreneurial enterprise. The knowledge he gained as a CPA is now something everyone can benefit from. Jared's love for travel has led and created a career that lets him help others enjoy their love of travel. Travel is something that many enjoy and Thrifty Traveler can assist them to do that in a less expensive way. A win-win. Jared and Thrifty Traveler can be found across all social media platforms and all the contact information needed to find him and the company can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.